Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Score North Winter Online Auction. It's your chance to save up to 70% off on items. Like a gas furnace or water heater from Air Mechanical. Stealth trailer from Pleasureland RV. A five-night all-inclusive golf vacation to the Dominican Republic from Escape With Us Vacations. Or an ultimate yard maintenance package from Tri-State Bobcat. Bidding begins December 9th through the 15th. Go to scorenorth.com keyword auction to bid, win, and save. That's scorenorth.com keyword auction. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And yes, it is Judd's Hockey Show, reacting to not one but two Minnesota Wild tilts Declan Goff over the weekend. Uh, the Wild now coming back to open a four-game homestand against the Oilers on Monday night. They do so having uh, won two games on a four-game road trip, losing to Calgary 5-3 on Wednesday. We reacted to that one. The last two games of the trip we have not talked about yet, though, and that is a 5-2 loss to Edmonton in Edmonton on Friday, and then an impressive Philip Gustafson, 3 nothing victory on Saturday. And I want to start you here. I don't okay. think I've ever been so confused by a Dean Everson move as I was on Friday. Mm-hmm. You're when, hot. When he decided Kalen Addison should be scratched because he wasn't playing well enough defensively, but he left John Merrill and Goligoski in. But here's where, here's where I just got flat out confused. Edmonton's a fast team. Why would you like? I get the, I guess I sort of get the message, although Dean is very, very old school. But why would you do that against a team like you're like he's your power play guy, he's your top power play guy, Kalen is, and he's got some speed. And instead, you play basically two beer league defensemen <laughs> against the Oilers. Yeah. It it's sometimes I've used this expression with you before, uh, mostly I think on JHS, sometimes with the Vikings too, and we're on purple daily, but it's the devil, you know, versus the devil you don't. And for whatever, for whatever reason, Dino just doesn't really trust these younger, high flashy octane players who sometimes do miscues defensively and they get into his doghouse and then he just has to scratch it. I mean, the way Merrill uh, performed in the Wednesday game, right, that left the Flames player completely out to dry. I believe it was Merrill, wasn't it? Um, towards the end, after the Wild tied it up and reg- towards the end of regulation, it was Merrill and Goudreau, they both yeah. screwed up royally. And so then you you scratch Addison, who, yeah, again, is this young and up and coming guy who can quarterback your power play. Um, you know what? It kind of reminds me of Matt Dumba early in his career, where Dumba wasn't making you know the best of defensive plays and sometimes got caught a lot. Uh, but was such a great offensive force that it was hard to keep his game out of, or how to keep his play out of the lineup. 
yeah, but then you scratch him. And I don't know what that really does to Kalen's confidence either. The whole thing to me is just very, very bizarre, um, especially against an Edmonton Oilers team that, like to your point, I mean, that, that top line's probably the best in the entire NHL. Um, why would you want to sacrifice that for old, slow? That's like the old Boudreaux end of the era when we were putting Stahl and Suter out for the three-on-three overtime. Why, yeah. why are we doing that? That's not going to be conducive. So, yeah, it boggled my mind, too. I know it made you nice and hot for the weekend on a Friday night, right? And to fire up a JHS. So let's let's go. It's like, well, let's play it out, and we'll we'll, we'll talk on Sunday. Oh no, I I I went right to I went, <laughs> went right to Park to Tavern, my, my my afternoon Judd, and yeah. cut one at Park Tavern, explaining, you know, sometimes you need a surly early in the afternoon when they are scratching this kid. That's right. And, and look, if you had scratched them against the Canucks, I get that more because the Canucks are a bigger team, and so I think that the matchups are more. Um, are more conducive, but I mean, my God, the Oilers and that power play, how much fun is that power play to watch? Uh, they're passing. Oh yeah. Seidel and McDavid, um, that team, look, they've got their flaws. Uh, Jack Campbell and goal certainly has not been what they expected or wanted yet, but that is a fun team. And the wild, you know, they've got about what decks, two guys that can move with them. Kaprizov can Kaprizov. with, the Oilers, but for the most part, like that game, it was just like, you're not going to win. And watching poor Alex Goligoski and Johnny Merrill try and, you know, play defensively sound hockey against those guys was just really confounding and confusing. Yeah, I didn't get it either. I mean, I'm glad they bounced back, obviously, on Saturday with, with a nice 3 nothing win. I was, um, I, was, I was impressed with that. You know, Sammy Walker has a Decent debut, which I'm sure we're about to get into as well. Yep. Philip Gustafson, too, um, has been honestly been playing pretty good hockey when called mm-hmm. upon. You know, I, I don't ride him here, not by any means. He is still mm-hmm. a backup, as you and I have said. But that what they've gotten even from Gustafson, um, I have, I've thought, is that's exactly what you want from a backup goalie. I mean, he pitched a shutout, for God's sakes. But yeah. um, every time he's been called right. upon after the first three games of the season when he had to play out of necessity, he's been, he's been very, very solid for them. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know what? Since the first... I don't know, three or four games. I don't blame goaltending for the problems. Mm-mm. I think Flurry, I mean, he, he gave up what? Did he give up four of the five goals in Edmonton on Friday? And then I think they got an empty net goal. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, by skating the puck out of the zone. Oh, my God, I was so excited. <laughs> but the fact is, you know, those first three or four games of the wild season, goaltending-wise, were really bad. Since then, I think it's been fine. Like, I would... If I if I was to to have a pie chart for why this team as action began on Sunday night when we're recording this is a is a um is in the second I believe wild card spot goaltending would be down my list like I think that there's lots of things to pick at and I think that there's lots of performances but for the most part Flowers since those first two games and Gustafson now that he seems to be in the role that, that's right for him both to me I think it'd been good. Flurry um, hasn't looked, I would say, like superb since coming back from injury by any means. He was on a nice little run there before the injury, and he's clearly someone that likes to be in a rhythm. And once he gets in the rhythm, you know what you're going to get out of him. I would, I would like to see him play a little bit better recently, but, but, but uh, I'm not, bl- yeah, not blaming the him Oilers game. I mean, yeah, I yeah. don't know how you stop those. Like those no. passes on the power play are ridiculous. Side to side, bang, bang, bang. So, yeah, I don't fault him. Now, um, last night's game against the Canucks, who are 
a definite step down. Like mm-hmm. this is not a, it, it's got talent. I, I want to watch my words here because they're not a bunch of slappies. They've got some talent. Vancouver does, but they certainly got off to a terrible start. And I do think ultimately Bruce is going to be uh, yeah. fired at some point here, but all of that being said. Um, so I like the bounce back coming off the back-to-back defeats to the flames in the Oilers. I thought the bounce back was good. Um, here's what bothered me. I felt that the performance was a little reminiscent of days gone by though, because they almost came out too engaged. And it's like, where was this? Like they were playing last night, like they had been chewed out, which, you know, great. You played a good game and they probably were, but you know, that's a very fine line. Like that, that was a problem with the previous teams that I I know that this team is going to have some bad games and some slumps. Sure. But that being said, there was a level of engagement I saw in Vancouver that I think we need to see way more consistently for periods at a time. You know, not just the first, not just the third. And I did think last night was a reflection of what this team is capable of doing against a lot of teams in this league when they apply themselves. And I just don't, I don't want to see this come and go because that's where to me, it gets really frustrating. It, it It's getting a little bit more clear. I think as the season's progressed, as they found the, your favorite buzzword of the Bally sports North crew identity uh, as, as each game uh, passes by, but it's also, it's still getting hard to figure out how good this team is. You know, I, I think that's still kind of up in the air. How good is this team? They're not, sure. they're clearly not going to be as good as they were last year. That's, that's a fact. We can, we can agree on that. They're mm-hmm. not, they're not as good and as exciting, maybe even as last year. Um, it's still trying to figure out though, how seriously can we take them? You know, cause right now they, they still kind of just feel like yeah, probably a fringe playoff team. Mm-hmm. Uh, not anyone that would scare you if they got the right first round matchup. Maybe there's some upset potential, but they're probably not going to be favored in a first round matchup by any means, unless things really go off, off um, the, the rails with, with the teams that are above them and they maybe get hot. I'm just trying to figure out what kind of team this is. Is, is it a team that you can really buy into and can be a grittier team and a team that can maybe surprise a, a team when they play them in the first round? I, there, there's still so much season left to play here and, we're, and we've never this podcast never been a podcast that gets too far ahead of ourselves with this wild team, even when right. they've been, have had good ones like last year. Yep. Um, I'm still just trying to figure out how good this wild team can be. I, it's still just completely up in the air for me. So I think they can be, I think that they are a fringe playoff team, but the Western conference in, in this conference, that's no slight. Like sure. the Western conference is filled with them. So it's not like, well, the Wild sort of sucks, but then they don't suck. The Wild is, I think, very much in the middle of a conference in which there are not a lot of great teams, but there's certainly good competition. So I think that's where it starts. Um, The identity thing, I'll go back to it, but the identity thing is very clear. You know, when they give the performance like they did last night, they're going to win games. They're going to win games um, because they played their asses off. And this is where I think the most important thing is. And and the people that are looking to make excuses for it, this team drive me crazy. This team, short of Kaprizov, Kaprizov, Zuccarello, maybe. But last night he worked hard. Like he played a hell of, of a game and it started with his work. Um, but, you know, outside of a guy like Kaprizov, 
this team doesn't have enough players who are good enough to glide. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is last year, like him or not, and look, it drove Garen and Dino crazy, but when Fiala got in a streak, which which he's done here now with the, the Kings too, he's putting up a lot of points, but when Fiala got hot and got in a streak, he was he was a star. He was talented. Caprice a superstar, so there is a difference. But almost no one on the wild beyond beyond Kaprizov is in either box. Spurgeon is definitely talented. At his best, he works his ass off. Um, I'll give you I'll give you one last night, and I about jumped through my television set and and went to Vancouver and got in this guy's face. We got a Jordan Greenway game last night. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Jordan, he was so engaged. <laughs> in the last couple of games, he's been good. Last mm-hmm. night, he was fantastic. And Dex, we've talked about this a thousand times. Mm. Dude, you can do that every night. Now, I get that there's going to be games where it's not there. But what made him, and I believe he had four shots on goal, but what made him fantastic last night? It was the work. It started with the work. Like, there's not a lot of skill there. And by no. the way, that's absolutely fine. But he's also not he's also not um, vacant of talent, bereft of talent. And so, like, that's when I watch a guy like Greenway and and you see that those sparks and you see them. And it's like, dude, you can do this a lot. Mm -hmm. Where is it? But if you think you're going to show up and get points, you're not. You are not when he's engaged. And yes, when he is motivated, he is a difference maker on the ice. It's just it's it's far too often. He goes through those lapses where he is not. Not that, and it's frustrating because he's a he's a former highly touted prospect, a guy that was on the World Juniors team, and now we kind of know that he's not just you know a guy here, but you want to see him consistently take the next steps. And I I would love for him to to be like this day in and day out. That that's the kind of player I want to see from all the time. I noticed him too. He was extremely noticeable. He got robbed of a, of a great goal early in the game yesterday against Vancouver, and um, when that line's clicking with him and Polino and Eck, it's it's a very good shutdown line, and it can be a pest in a lot of people's sides. Um, and yes, I'd love to see him more. Uh, you know what? Another name uh, as that was recklessly speculated about in our Twitter interactions, by the way, this was not uh, reported by anyone. And I am seeing his name start to pop up a little bit more because my God, the blues have completely fell off the face. R-O-R. Ryan O'Reilly. R-O-R, uh, and, you were going there. And someone, someone tweeted us. They said, what about Ryan O'Reilly? Who's 31 years old and against the blues have just, well, that it's just a disaster there. Sure. Biddington's a complete sure. head. I I can't stand. It's that. one of the more bizarre years, though. Yep. Um. And look, a guy like Ryan O'Reilly would fit in so well on a team like Colorado or a team like Dallas, who I know are in their division, who are off to to, to better yep. starts. Even Florida, I can see him thriving with the Panthers and just being a depth guy on an already good team. And he certainly won't come cheap. But Ryan O'Reilly, a guy who you have loved for years and and loved oh, what he brings on know. and off the ice, and so and so does Bill Guerin, by the way. I mean, Bill, are you oh, kidding me? You, you don't have to pump Bill Guerin a true serum to get his honest opinions on what Ryan O'Reilly means to a team. Man, that's that's the kind of move that if if they made it, they did it to to spark this team. Then all of a sudden, I do I would change my tune on this team pretty damn quickly if they're able to get him. I'll play along. What are the cap implications? Like what, what's the uh, yeah. trade? Well, let me pull up his contract here just to give uh, a little more context. Cap friendly, baby. I completely, I love cap friendly. It's cap kind of, friendly. All the it, salary cap stuff's phenomenal. I it's love what that. it's. It's one of the few websites that we usually don't get to it um, until later in the year. But okay, so right now he is a 
he's entering unrestricted free agency. So okay. he is making 7.5 AAV um, with the blues right now. And now you wouldn't absorb that entire cap hit. I believe, you know, it's prorated because right. he's already played some games. Correct. Um, so he, he will be a free agent at the end of the season. He probably is in line to one more decent payday in his NHL career. He's only 31. I mean, he's not going to probably make a, uh, another $7 million, $52 million deal like he got uh, the last time around. Yep. But man, um, I mean, you're probably, they're probably going to ask for a high pick because St. Louis isn't going to just give him away necessarily. He has captain material. He is a very oh, good yeah, player. No way. Um, yeah, Great you're guy. probably looking at a high draft pick or in the two. Division? They would definitely try and get two picks from you. Mm-hmm. And, and then look, you would have to give them a player probably to offset a little bit of the expenditure from uh, the cap yeah. hit that, that you would take. I don't think it's realistic in the division, but I love the talker. Mm-hmm. Hor- Horvat is a more realistic target, but the price there would be just so high. And then to your point from our, our discussion about two weeks ago, you then would almost have to make sure that you re-sign him and mm-hmm. you're going to be up against the cap for two or three more years uh but yes the blues are a complete i i don't get them and, and i think that there's a i don't think they're gonna fire Baruby, but i think that there is a off chance and they have had a weird year they've like lost seven consecutive then they win seven consecutive binnington is an old school goaltender oh, who is certifiably nuts. off his rocker yeah, i nuts. i think there's something i think there's something there like that's sad like i don't know i i mean he's he's up and down to a point where it's not normal mm-hmm. um but it's an interesting name because I do think he he might he might get moved because he could bring you back a nice return to build with. Yeah, I again I don't know what what that trade looks like, but Garrett loves character dudes. That's clear. And then you add in his not just that the fact he's a character guy. He's not just a guy in a locker room. This dude's a playoff veteran, a guy who has scored big time goals, knows what it takes to win. He would if if um you know, the, the price was completely irrelevant and the cost is the cost. If you ask Bill Guerin, which one do you want on your team? Bo Horvat, you know, uh, um, Brock Besser or Ryan O'Reilly. I think Bill Guerin's going to say Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. I wonder what the price on Besser would be too. Um, I feel for that kid, his dad passed away. I think that he's got like three goals right now. And I mean, he's a scorer. Um, I'm guessing being in vancouver right now because of family stuff is incredibly difficult so um a move here would probably be huge and and help but again with where things stand cap wise contractually it'd probably be tough and i don't know that the wild would make that trade but man i mean that's a guy who i think if if he could get back here you know around mom and the siblings Mm -hmm. would be a huge step uh, but I'm with you. I think if you were to, I think if you were to off the record ask Bill Guerin, like, okay, let's talk about some guys, O'Reilly, Horvat, Besser might be way down. I don't know if Brock Besser is a Bill Guerin type of player. Yeah, I unfortunately which is funny agree. because because Bill Guerin, rightfully so, told me on the show at the start of the season, Judd, you are stuck in the mm-hmm. 1980s hockey, and you know what's funny is, so is he at times. Yes, it's very true. It's very true. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but before we pivot back to what transpired against the Canucks last night and a line that seems like it might be taking uh, shape, I'd like to give you a gift idea that can take okay. shape immediately right now because it's the holidays. Ho, ho, ho. And right now you're saying, you know what, Sports Dad, I'm sort of panicked. I, I got to get gifts for my mom and my wife or girlfriend. What should I get? And I'm going to tell you right now, let's start with this dandy 
because it's a great um, great gift and or stocking stuffer. It's a gift card to the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, which is absolutely perfect for a date idea. It lets you pick what you what you want to see, and there is something for everybody. I'm going to go through a quick list here. A big musical on stage, Footloose, The Prom, Jersey Boys, but it doesn't end there. Also, there's that concert series, which is tribute concerts from everything from bands doing the Eagles to Fleetwood Mac to Sinatra or Patsy Cline. And then last but not least, there's the comedy improv show with Stevie Ray's, which is a blast because the crowd suggests the ideas and the comedians on stage then run with those. And as part of the date night, did I mention you can get the great steak or prime ribbed or as, as Declan absolutely loves the famous chicken Chan Chan, baby, you and the fiance could go and get the chicken Chan and to get a gift card. It's this simple. You can do it from home uh, by going to ChanhassenDT.com, or you can call 952-934-1525, 952-934-1525, or you can go in and buy one there. But again, ChanhassenDT.com is the site. Make sure if you do buy one of these fine gift cards that you tell them Score North sent you because it certainly helps our cause when our sponsors know that Score North works for them. All right, so the line, Sammy Walker, mm-hmm. who, correct me if I'm wrong, his last year with the Gophers was not that great, right? Nope. He descended, he correct? He did. He, okay. did. He, he was not. I watched him a lot. I, I would honestly say, given his uh, pedigree and the reputation that he had going into the U of M, he was supposed to be a superstar, and I, would, I wouldn't even classify his tenure as a star. And I know he was a captain, okay. but I, I would not classify him as – Look, pride on ice, right? Like, that's the whole thing about the Gopher hockey team, yeah, pride on too. ice. Mr. Hockey. Um, lot, lot of great players that have come in and out of that program on and off the ice. Not right someone I, I, w- I would say um, probably lived up to his nature. Not to say it was a detriment. It's just I don't think right. he ever really lived okay, up he, to his Okay, but he career. did. So, which is why it was weird that I believe he was, um, he was leading the Iowa – wild and mm-hmm. scoring if i'm not mistaken so he, he gets a chance which is great um last night i really liked his game it was good and i thought that he played off boldy on the same line really well now now walker across the board i think had he had no points and no shots on goal boldy if i'm not mistaken had six shots on goal he had a, a goal yep. um but dex this goes back to our conversation of how do you get boldy with the guy who compliments him. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, small sample size alert, but Sammy Walker for that first game, I thought did a really good job. And that's as good in my opinion, as boldy has looked with a, a wing or center possibly all season long. Yeah, it was. Um, look, uh, Sammy Walker was, was a yeah really good player at Edina high school, Mr. Hockey. Um, and a really good Iowa Wild player right now. Um, I know the Wild were able to get him after he wasn't able to sign. With, it didn't want elected not to sign essentially with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, so he, he's probably a, mostly a good depth player. I don't know um, if that was consistent, if he can get Matthew yeah. Boldy going all the time. I mean, yeah, Boldy, Boldy was great yesterday. Uh, again, another really noticeable game. And when he is on, um, he has the ability and skill to be one of the better players on the ice for the Wild. I'm not sure. If, if Walker will stay here long-term either. And look, when Ryan Hartman eventually gets back here, I mean, this is forcing their hand a little bit of, well, yeah. Sammy Walker's playing well. They're not going to just take him out of the lineup, I don't think, either. So he's probably playing, you know, each night for his job to a degree, and the Wilder now back at home. 
for a little bit starting on Monday. So um, he'll have a chance to be a little bit more comfortable and he's close to home. So all that good stuff. So probably someone to watch when the wild uh, host the Oilers, I believe on Tuesday, they have Detroit on Wednesday. So Monday or Monday, excuse me. So, so, so a, a good, a good test here coming up for, for the wild and a good opportunity for Sammy Walker to make the most of it. Yeah. And if you can find a guy that, that Boldy is comfortable and likes playing with Bravo, because that was my big complaint with, you've got to get him with Goudreau as a center, I guess is okay. If the wing helps him, but when it's two guys that, that he clearly is not, uh, I agree. Cause I, he, he has the potential to be a star and you know, God bless him again. I'll say it. Goudreau works his ass off. He is not a star, uh, but, but he's also Dean's guy. So he doesn't get benched. Nothing ever happens to him. Um, Fourth line, fourth line looks great. Dewar and Shaw, I think, are fantastic. I mean, I love how they work. I think that that fourth line to me um, is about as ideal right now as you can possibly get because I think everybody knows and is comfortable with a role that might not feature them or make them stars, but the PK, the goal last night on the slap shot was I love that shot. That's a great play. I really think that that that, that fourth line probably makes Dean really pleased because oh, yeah. it's like all Deans. But mm-hmm. um, but they, but you know what? They're doing what the Eckline started to do a long time ago, which is they are asked to play a responsible shutdown role, but they generate offense from that. Right. And like that's the next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, Connor Dewar has really turned himself into a really nice, nice player. Um, and that fourth line, there, there's always been options there. There's been, you know, the hashtag depth um, that I have at sometimes ripped the notion of, not ripped the notion of, but just how, how much we we kind of hold on to it as like, well, the Wild would be so good because they have all depth. Well, yeah. yeah, the depth is great, and but you need you need players to score goals too. Um, that that line turned out to be pretty damn good. And Dewar, yeah, he's turned into just uh, probably a fringe, you know. AHL guy, maybe he can have a cup of coffee in the NHL too. He's an NHL player. He's mm-hmm. a, he's an he's an NHL player. Um, so Shaw, I think. And so yeah, Shaw's I, I really Shaw well. Shaw's had been through hell and back uh, in the minor leagues, and yes, it it is a line of deans. I think that's <laughs> that's a good way to put it. it it's a Dean Evison trio. And Reeves has been good too. Mm-hmm. He's slow, but but you know what? I didn't know he's he's got hockey sense. Yes, he does. Like he makes some pretty smart plays. Like he is slow. He is not going to catch guys. Nope. But he, but, but he is not guilty of being out of position a ton, which I like. Um, the only thing that frustrated me last night, and this was not a Reeves fault though, was was when um, the Canucks player paid the price for the elbow on on Greenway and fought Felino. That is Reeves' guy. If you want to pay the price, you're going to get your ass kicked by Reeves. Pay the price. No, but but I mean Reeves is here for that. Yep. Like I I don't want to be in like, well, Marcus Foligno is going to answer the bell for you know. First of all, Moose. this whole thing is sort of stupid. Yeah. Second of all, second of all, Ryan Reeves was partially obtained for that purpose. So if you're going to fight somebody, get your you're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah. Not not you know. Well, I'll take Foligno because that's my that's my penance. Yeah. No. 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 So don't do that. Don't do that. All, all right. So yes, with uh four game homestand that starts on. Monday against the Oilers, Wednesday the Red Wings, and then another original six uh, on Friday night, the Chicago Blackhawks, who are gone back in the toilet from Classic. Wednesday game. Yeah, they're going to have to – you know what's funny? 2022-23, uh, um, Taze is now actually outplaying Kane. 
where a year ago, Taze looked like he was totally cooked and Kane played well. Uh, but the Blackhawks are crazy if they don't move both of them eventually. You got to trade those guys. Yeah. Kane can go and win and score some goals. He's not scoring goals right now, really. I agree. And you've also, by the way, my guy Kirby Doc playing pretty well in Montreal now, too. He's actually playing pretty solid, the former Blackhawk. The Montreal team's sneaky. Mm-hmm. That, they're not nearly as bad as people thought. No. Um, they've got some nice y- young talent. The, the guy who's absolutely going nuts right now, and it's so much fun to watch, is Cole Caulfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a he's a might. I mean, he is a yeah. small guy, but you know what? His positioning and his shot, he is he oh, is like, yeah, you talk sure. about smart. Because you know what he does? He does the thing where he goes to the spaces that are unoccupied and sets up and just rips shots off. I love it. Yeah, he's always been noticeable because of that shot. That's been mm-hmm. that's been clear. Uh hey, by the way, before we wrap up, uh the Patrick Schoonover Foundation, the play for Patrick campaign that we raised uh, over four thousand dollars for here at Score North. Um, that's still ongoing. So if you'd like to donate to that, uh, please do so. Go to playforpatrick.org, um, hashtag score north or, uh, or backslash score north. Um, you can still donate from now until the end of the holiday season. Every little ounce counts. Uh, it's a very unique uh, foundation, a very good foundation. Go donate at playforpatrick.com. Yes, awesome. as Judd said, we have a few more games now this week on the homestand. I have a birthday coming up, so I, this is the last week of my 20s. So I, I, I would, uh, I, I'm turning 30 on Thursday. So now oh, that's that I'm. A good age. That is, it is, you know, 26 was the first birthday that I experienced where I was like, I don't like this. Like I didn't, I didn't like turning 26. That was, you know, are tough. Yeah. And I, I've, I've, I've numbered, I have like 72 hours left of being in my twenties here. It's, this is the oh, last step. Yeah, and, yeah. and here I am on a, on a Sunday night. I'm not even drinking. I'm just, just pounding a ginger ale. No, this is it. This is being yeah, an I, adult. I, I'm 53. I got nothing tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just no surly. I'm embarrassed for myself. Yeah, I sometimes I put even little bitters in there just to get a little bit of a few. taste because because I'm sick in the head. But uh, but that's just a me thing, and I'm not going to go further than that. I might uh, have consumed a bit of excess on uh, Friday and Saturday night. Good so. for you. You deserve so Sunday. It. Sunday, I'm uh, I'm out. I love it. Uh, hit the subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports and entertainment right here on Judd's Hockey Show. Uh, that's Judd Zolgad. I am Declan Goff. We'll be back later this week to break down more wow games. Pass shoot score.